And welcome to the third episode of the Couples Develop Podcast. Do, 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 do. I don't know what that was, but it sounded fitting. That was a, a, a terrific ringtone there, Bridget. That's, you know, just, it seemed special. Like three seems like a habit, like a constant thing. And I felt like this episode deserved a little more of an oomph in the beginning. Well, speaking of oomph, uh, I want to go on the record here and say, and I know I celebrated with you this week, but happy birthday. Thank you. Yes, yes. And 23rd birthday. So three, three, threes all around. Threes all around. And uh, I'm sure, you know, there's many birthdays in our lives that, you know, at the day they're special, but normally we forget them. I imagine this quarantine birthday uh, will probably be one that you'll always remember. I think so, for sure. Um, yeah, it was a very unique day. Um, yeah, I mean, I will say, I mean, definitely, I mean, I feel like it was, the importance to me with birthdays is I'm never super concerned about, like, what I do or anything like that. So I feel like this, you know, it was, that didn't hit me too hard. And I think as a positive, it was fun to just, be more present and intentional with um, like my loved ones, like with my family and with you and my friends. Um, You know, I was still able to like have dinner with my family and I went on a walk with you, Justin, which was awesome. And I zoomed um, some of my friends. And so I felt like um, it was super fun to just still have that connection and um, have all my loved ones be so intentional and present with me, um, even with the weird circumstances. And I think it kind of took some of the pressure off because there wasn't anything, you know, like, I had to do or go. So I didn't really have any like expectations or feeling rushed. Like there was something I had to do. So I feel like that aspect of it kind of took the expectations out of everything and just allowed me to really just be present with um, the people I love. So I, not that I would wish this quarantine to go on any longer just for anybody. um, But I felt like the birthday definitely had positives. It was a good day. Well, good. And one comment you said to me stood out when you said you zoomed your friends. I mean, just imagine three years ago, if I if I would have heard you say I zoom somebody, I'd be like, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I I totally agree, which like, I feel like I've been using that phrase a lot. Like I zoomed them, which like, I don't know. I mean, is zoomed like a verb? Like, you know how, like, have you like, I mean, I feel like people say like, oh, like I FaceTimed them or let's let's FaceTime. But is zoom like the same? Is that it, also allowed to be a it verb? Is now. It is now. You just coined the phrase. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. If anyone disagrees with me, you can let me know. But yeah, I think zoomed is a perfectly good adjective. But yeah, I totally agree. It was cool. Like one of my best friends lives um, um, a state away from me. So um, that's been such an awesome resource. Just, you know, especially during this time, like it, it makes everyone, even with the distance and the social distancing, I feel like the technology we have these days makes everyone um, so much more accessible than they would have been years ago. So that's a huge blessing. Agreed. Agreed. Now, staying on your birthday here for a second, Bridget, in the past, we've always talked about looking for opportunities to explore personal development together. Uh, Typically, Mm -hmm. that means right getting outside our comfort zone and doing odd or unique things that are um, not 
very very customary i guess in society as a way just to see how people would react and yeah you know one of the books i know i have introduced to you and we've spoken about and this would be my book recommendation for the week is how i beat fear and became invincible through 100 days of rejection by i want to say jia jang i want to say that's how you pronounce his last name uh but the reason why we bring this up is bridge and i went on a walk uh for her birthday and we were going to be going through a park. And on the way to the park, there was a, a house that we passed. And on the outside, it had uh, the owner put a sign, a cardboard sign that said, Happy Birthday, Gary. And w- w- after we came back from the park, uh, I, I, I guess I hid some things there for Bridget, uh, like a cake and, you know, some balloons and, and whatnot and some flowers and very very sweet but we thought okay how do we how could we um advance here from a personal development standpoint something that would be outside our comfort zone and we're like okay well wait a minute here it's it's gary's birthday too and we don't even know gary (laughs) so what happened next bridget (laughs) so then um Justin suggested he was like oh we should go over to that house and um tell Gary happy birthday and I feel like if you would have Justin knows this I feel like if that would have if he would have said that uh you know a year ago or a few months ago I would have been much more hesitant um but I feel like I was just feeling feeling like it would be um just a fun thing to do and just something random and yeah like Justin shared I um with that book it's all about kind of putting yourself out there with things and Justin correct me if I'm wrong on like the premise of this book but it's my understanding that it's kind of like putting this author put himself out there in these odd situations that were low stakes um to kind of like build up that to become like quote-unquote rejection proof and um wanting to just have those experiences to hopefully give him more confidence in the things he actually did care about and the risks he wanted to take um in real life and so like yeah when you think about it um you know knocking on a random house and wishing someone happy birthday it's kind of low stakes but it's kind of unique and obscure and I think it could make people really nervous and it definitely um you know, made me a little nervous too. just that idea of doing things like that and thinking like, oh, what's someone going to think of me or whatever. But anyways, Justin and I have had this conversation before and just, you know, talking about the book and things. Um, So when he suggested it, I knew that it was um, something we should do just as a fun, random thing. And yeah, we actually knocked on Gary's door, <laughs> told him happy birthday. He was a super sweet um, older gentleman. Um yeah and i live in a really small town so um there was actually like some connections with um uh, some things we were talking about just within the town like we uh knew some more people or knew um where each other where my house was my family and things like that um so it just turned out to be a fun little experience and i I don't know i'm biased but i think we kind of made his day or at least made him laugh a little who knows if that was actually his birthday that day i think he confirmed that it was yeah i mean it was a uh of a fun confidence building thing to do. Cause you know, as, as we were approaching the door, I, I'm not sure about you, Bridget, but I mean, even though we thought, Oh yeah, you know, it sounds good in theory. All of a sudden, all the thoughts that kind of like run through your head, maybe before like you give like a, a public speech or mm-hmm. something like that, at least I was feeling like, Oh my gosh, like what if, what if he yells at us? What if he asks for the cake or why would you knock on the door and not give me the cake that's in your hand or whatever? So, sure. but as soon as he answered it, hello, this is Gary. And we just wished him happy birthday. And he said, thank you. And 
went on our way, it was like, huh, that that basically the premise of that book that we're referring to, Bridget hit the nail on the head that uh, everything that we do, we can't control people or react. And typically, most people are, are going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Like, for example, in the book, uh, the author dressed up in, in like soccer gear took a soccer ball and knocked on a random guy's door and asked if he could play uh, soccer in his backyard. And he did that. He started playing soccer with a random stranger uh, in, in the backyard. Not that we're recommending it, but from the standpoint of uh, being able to flex that confidence muscle, if, if, if you feel that you're lacking it, a lot of times you're probably going to feel as if, oh, people are going to think I'm weird or I'm different or whatever. But the more you do it, the more that muscle gets stronger and the more you realize that you really don't care what other people think about you or how they react because how they react and how they respond is completely out of your control and is based entirely on however that person views the world, which has nothing to do with you. Um, So that would be my recommendation. And Bridget, this is actually not our first time that uh, we've tried something like this. I know last summer <laughs> that was true. we were at a, a different park by my house and it was another little personal development exercise. Um, we're sitting at the park and there it was, you know, like when, when seniors, uh, you can speak on this Bridget, but it was a big deal in my household that, Oh my gosh, you're turning a senior in high school. It's time to get your senior photos taken. And <laughs> right yeah yeah so we're sitting at the park and there's like a little creek and a little bridge and uh uh, the photographer and her daughter or her client were you know taking photos and Bridget and I were sitting on a bench you know looking all cute and stuff and you know we're talking about we're just talking about this book and I was like okay I think I'm gonna try an experiment here and you know I obviously felt nervous before doing it but then I asked at when the photographer got done taking a picture I said to her hey can you uh take a photo of us me and Bridget and she looked at me kind of shocked and was like well I don't have your email or there's no way for me to send it to you and I was like that's okay and she's like okay and then I saw the flash go up and she she took the photo and they're like okay thanks and never even asked for the photo um Again, it felt really uh, empowering from a confidence standpoint to do it as long as I, and we talked about this, Bridget, as long as we understand that that's not, um, it's, it's uh, different in society to do that, that uh, yeah. don't make it a habit of doing it, but it's a, uh, a good way to flex your muscles, confidence muscles. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, yeah, and even just that, I think that same day, uh, Justin challenged me to ask some kids to see their soccer ball. And I just literally like looked at it. Oh, not just just kids. High school teenagers. High school. Yes. That's a whole different breed. (laughs) That's very true. High school teenagers. And of course, I know. um, Yeah. Just like we've been explaining the premise behind that book and just that idea um, that it was such a great um Justin was the one who found the book and kind of brought up this conversation with me and um those two situations with the lady with the camera and the looking at the soccer ball I mean they sound like such silly things but I mean definitely just like my nerves doing both those things um were just like 
skyrocketing. I just think it's so, sometimes we give so much power to like the thought of like, what if, or what if someone thinks I'm weird or, you know, what are people going to say? And like the, the situations Justin and I have just described, you know, they're not things that are rude or that are, um, you know, like, like doing anything to degrade another person or make anyone feel like uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like weird, fun things. Um, and so of course we would never recommend doing anything. Yeah. That would bring like discomfort or be rude to ask someone or anything but just random things like this I would definitely just from the standpoint I would encourage it because yeah like those two situations that happened yeah probably last summer um I was definitely more nervous for both those things than I was for knocking on Gary's door I mean like I think kind of what Justin said like immediately when Justin said hey we should do this I was like okay let's do it and then the process of kind of walking up to the door knocking then I like like how Justin explained then it's kind of your thoughts of okay, like this is happening. And, you know, what if all the things, what if he yells at us? What if, you know, he wants the cake, whatever else. Um, Those things are very real, but I can definitely see such a difference from my reaction and my emotions from last summer doing those things to now. Um, So yeah, I think I liked what Justin said about like flexing that confidence muscle. I think it can be a good thing um, to just try every once in a while, especially with like friends or your partner. a fun little exercise and again yeah like what Justin said not necessarily every day um especially if you live in a small town that might you know get some people questioning you um but just every once in a while it can be a fun little exercise yeah for I mean the whole premise of this podcast right couples develop that if your partner is into personal development this would be a great way to bond with each other I mean it was funny you know looking at other people's reactions that you know Bridget going back to those teenagers that were dribbling a basketball or soccer ball, whatever. And you went up and approached them and were like, Hey, can I just see your ball? And they looked at each other and they just passed it. And Bridget, you just kind of rotated it on your fingers and looked at it, analyze it, then pass it back to them. And they went on walking on their way. And in my mind, I was like, if I was a high school teenager, I would have thought, Oh my gosh, a pretty girl just asked to talk to me. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> So no, it's just crazy to think how the variations of what people actually think or what you think that how they will respond most likely will, they will look at you in a positive way. But I think, yeah. I think we, I think we give them the book teenagers... a good amount of credit here. Yeah. 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 I think so too. The teenagers definitely thought I was weird, but in most situations of viewers, they're surprised by the response. No, they thought you're um, attractive. Okay. We'll but, agree to disagree. Happy birthday, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> okay um should we move on to the next yeah let's section? hit up our survey of the week cool um so yeah justin you found a survey of new jersey couples is that correct yeah and i mean i guess as it makes it 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 doesn't sound too out of the ordinary or at least i'm not surprised that basically it was saying that Basically, about half of New Jersey couples working from home during the, the shutdown here has put a strain on their relationship. And I know we talked about it last week. I guess I'm not too surprised at that, especially, you know, if yeah. both couples are working and you don't know necessarily what the size of their apartment or what their house is. And if they're in really close quarters with one another and both have to be on calls with their boss or clients or whatever, I can imagine that's a... Uh, that's stressful. I, I guess yeah. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I would also agree. 
So, I mean, I know we touched on it a little bit here, but um, again, any suggestions on, on how people can minimize that couples yeah or 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 to take their stress and to Mm -hmm. somehow use it as a positive yeah yeah I think I guess yeah I mean I think boundaries are always good or, or expectations I guess just you know kind of I think it's really important to I think perhaps couples you know that that are in the same home like perhaps they're kind of used to having their own kind of personal like me time like maybe that's like working out or um, um, some time like their morning commute or their evening commute or like whatever that looks like for them I think that you know being in a house with whomever you are I think that can kind of like minimize those opportunities I guess that perhaps you were kind of used to having things to help you decompress and you know being around um, whether it's your partner or members of your family or whatever it is I think that those boundaries can kind of get blurred and it's no one's intention Um, so I think that's kind of helpful to just set up those things and think about like you you know yourself best so like you know do you need to take a walk do you need to um you know just read a book for a while or journal or like whatever you do as your quiet time so I think kind of setting up those expectations or being honest about those things I don't think it's selfish at all and I think kind of communicating that with your partner or family members um is helpful to kind of like avoid those that over togetherness that's not really a word but and I think it can really rejuvenate you then for like the time that you are together so you know it's not so um stressful and constant um and I guess just kind of like turning the stress into a positive if possible is just being authentic with your partner um and just being honest like I feel like that's something that I've really been working on um in all my relationships and with you Justin is just you know when I have like a when I'm feeling something that isn't exactly, I don't want to label things good or bad, but when I'm feeling something that's not exactly making me feel a hundred percent myself to just like admit that and say that and know that that doesn't mean like you have, you like ruin anything or you like bring down the mood or, um, you know, you have to like dive into this whole long, um, venting session about like your situation, like, you know, talking with your partner and sometimes you do kind of need that talk and that's really helpful to have that space but to sometimes just say like if someone asks you how you are you know I mean depending on the relationship but like if Justin asks me how I am I'll be you know to be honest you know like this or like you know whether it's um I'm feeling 100% or something's kind of on my mind and for him to just kind of like know that and be like okay yeah like I'm glad you told me exactly how you feel but to know that you know sometimes we can dive in more and dig deep and talk about okay why that is why is that do you want to talk about it or sometimes it can just be as simple as, yep, that's how I feel. Okay, cool. Now I'm excited to carry on with the rest of our conversation or our date or whatever it is. So those were would be two of my recommendations. I like it. And going back here, within the same survey, uh, your term Zoomed that uh, over 50% of people have say that they are now speaking to their family more now because of what's been going on. So at least there's a silver lining positive through this that families are talking more and there's they're zoomed or zooming zooming facetiming (laughs) skyping whatever it is yeah okay so so here's a big sporting event first sporting event in what month and a half nfl draft takes has taken place this week and from a relationship standpoint uh there was something we wanted to talk about on there that occurred uh, don't even get me started. I'm a diehard Packer fan, and I strongly 
do not like the picks at this particular moment in time. Uh, but I just had to put that plug in there that I'm, I'm not happy about it. But anyway, I want to talk about uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, he was a wide receiver drafted by the Dallas Cowboys in the first round. Uh, very good, fast wide receiver. But the reason why we're bringing it up is because I feel like this is probably a common thing in, in many relationships, or at least the topic. But after he got drafted, you could see on the video that his girlfriend uh, reached for his phone and was going to start to look at it. And C.D. Lamb just immediately, without even looking at her, just grabbed it and forcefully back and kept it in his hand. And, and she was just kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Bridget, wh- what's your opinion? Or <laughs> Are there supposed to be boundaries in relationships about in terms of looking at another person's phone? What What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, well, okay. Like, you know, it's like, I feel like the phone grabbing it thing is or feeling that like you want to know what your partner's up to, excuse me, on your phone or whatever. Um, so that's the action. I would say that w- one of the core kind of emotions behind that is trust. Um, so that's what it comes down to, I think, is a trust issue. Um, so I think that's kind of where you have to, um, you have to go in, you have to look into. Um, so, I mean, I think that boundaries are important yes until like communicate them um you know regardless if that looks like um you know I have a family dinner at this time during the week so like I won't be on my phone at that time or you know just like little rituals or things that you have in your life to just let your partner know like that that's going on so I don't know I mean I don't think it's necessarily I don't think that just because it's your partner, like Justin, I would never say like, since I'm your girlfriend, I deserve to look at your phone. Um, and truly I can say I have never had that desire or like feel that need to look at, um, your phone or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I would say. I think that it's okay to have that boundary, um, that you, you know, don't want someone just feeling like they're entitled to look at your phone, but yeah, it shouldn't, you shouldn't, feel a need to if you're in a trusting relationship well it it stood out to me because I know when we first started dating I kind of (laughs) indirectly would say to you oh I'm really thankful that you don't look at my phone (laughs) uh the reason being is for me I know Bridget you're a marriage and family therapist for myself of, of never really knowing what was correct or wrong in college I would have a lot of my uh, guy friends always talk about how their girlfriends were always looking at their phones and everything. And I was single all the time in college and didn't date at all. And I thought, wow, that just seems like a um, kind of invasion of privacy in my mm-hmm. opinion, or it leads to lack of trust that if, yeah. that if you want to know who they're texting or what they're looking at, then it's like, okay, um, where are you going to be at this time of the day? You said you're going to be here, but you weren't. And I almost feel like the levels of worry, in my opinion, like escalate because as soon as you get one little bit of information, you're going to want more and more and more and more. And, and uh, it just seems to me a little like, like you said, Bridget, uh, it's all based on trust. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if someone were to, if like, if you were to say to me, Hey, I want to see your phone in a way I don't think it would be uncommon for people to say like, well, like, do you not trust me or what do you think I'm doing? That, right. 
and so and, and I suppose thinking out loud here that if she didn't trust him already that if she thought that he was talking to other people or whatever like that that probably only magnifies worry in in whatever partner's mind of of who they're talking to yeah I would agree like I think that like if you know as a, a person who feels a need to do that might either they just might be feeling kind of like insecure like anxious um you know that they're not enough or um you know kind of like unworthy of a good relationship or whatever so I think kind of like that desire could either lead back to a personal flaw not saying that in necessarily a negative way but just you know an area of growth you know maybe somewhere you can dig in a little deeper and just figure out kind of why you're having that issue or yeah then um you know I would say there's more things going on um involving trust and distrust than just like what's going on on your partner's phone that you suspect and yeah like in our relationship I mean you um are a very trustworthy person and um I feel like we're we you know, talk a lot about just communicating and over communicating and um, talking with each other about what's on your mind. So it's, it's, you have done so many things in our relationship that have already made you, me trust you. Um, that I think that that's kind of the key is, you know, it's a culmination of things that um, promote trust. And if you feel, if you're feeling like you have to look at your partner's phone, there must be some other things going on that are making you come to that assumption. Yeah. I mean, what would be interesting to hear is if basically, if one of the partners were to say, hey, um, I want to date you, but I'm only going to date you if I can look at your phone when I want or something like yeah. that. That'd be pretty. I don't know. It, it, it seems to me that's a little bit of uh, a little smothering, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. And I think, hey, you know, we talked about, I think, like non-negotiables. And I think that was in our first episode. So that's something you really need. Put it in your Tinder profile. Put it in your Bumble profile. Um, make it known that that's a non-negotiable for you. But I totally agree. It should never be like, an, um, you know, feeling like entitled or like you deserve that because you're dating someone or with someone. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, there might be some people that be like, yeah, I don't care if you look at my phone. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but other people may be like, nope, that's just a, um, not that I think there's anything there, but just from a, um, uh, g- maintaining a relationship dynamic that maybe if one person thinks that by not looking at each other phones, that trust is fully communicated that way. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> agreed. always will be a, a topic for sure. And Tune in the next NFL's draft to see what other prospect has the same thing happen to him again. What other relationship questions we can find from sporting events. I'm sure there will be many as as the uh, uh, COVID-19 continues, unfortunately, to expand here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, so looking at, there was a survey here that <clears throat> wanted to bring up. And I think about it from a dating perspective that this was a survey on CBS that was like, hey, if the economy opened up today, how comfortable would you be going to a bar restaurant, getting on an airplane or going to a large event? And 71% of people said no, that they would not be comfortable going to a bar restaurant. 85% would not get on an airplane and 87% would not go to a large event. 
those really limit dating choices, Bridget. That it does, Justin. Yeah. I mean, how how are you going to be able to go to the... Um, I don't even know what's a big popular event to go to a sporting game. (laughs) How can you, how can someone just like in the TV shows, how can someone propose on the jumbotron? If there's not a jumbotron (laughs) there, that's on someone's plans just really got ruined. Um, Yeah. That is so interesting. I mean, I do think that this whole COVID situation is going to just change so many things moving forward. So like, how would, I mean, boy, I wonder it for, to be single, how do you, I mean, how do you, I imagine first date, go to, go for a walk in the park or I mean, mm-hmm. what, what other options do you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, def- talking about flexing your confidence mu- muscle with the uh, rejection proof, talk about with this flexing your creativity muscle and finding ways to keep things spontaneous and fun and exciting with limited options. You know, I did see something on Instagram where this guy um, in New York was started flirting with a girl across from him that was on this balcony Mm -hmm. and he had a drone and he, you know, sent the drone over there with a, with a letter (laughs) asking her out. And I guess, I mean, this guy is quite the apartment in New York. He has a drone and he also had like a blow up bubble that he put himself in to maintain social distance and he was walking on the street in this big bubble on a date i mean that's that's pretty interesting i guess in my mind why did this guy own this bubble to begin with that's like yeah like was that a thing he had before this i don't know maybe he was like as soon as covid19 hits dating's (laughs) gonna be hard so i gotta buy a bubble oh my goodness wow that's interesting i did not see that or, you know, I mean, if you're looking to meet somebody, you know, at, at some point, maybe you just go knocking on doors. Yeah. Hey, are you single? I know. Hello, is your daughter home? <laughs> I mean. Hello, is your, is your, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll stop there. Yeah, uh, that's maybe some of the things we're not suggesting with this whole rejection proof idea. But if you want to be really creative and find somebody, um, go for it. Um, you could have, you know, long distance relationships. They work. You could just have a long distance relationship for a few months. Yes, that's that is very true. I'll, I mean, that would be yeah that that's a lot better idea than what i had of hello is your daughter there <laughs> i mean just like the way it wasn't what you said it was how you said it <laughs> oh, oh man that's, good. that's why i'm not a marriage and family therapist <laughs> hey 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 you said uh flex your creativity muscles yeah you know anytime that you work out you're gonna fail at something and and sometimes (laughs) you know the best baseball hitters if you fail seven out of ten times you're considered really good so i'll consider that one of my fails wasn't a a fail it was an area of growth says the marriage and family therapist um (laughs) but anyways no that was a good idea um yeah my idea or or your idea idea? oh yeah but um Okay, what emails? Yeah, do we let's, have? Just, let's just move on. Um, okay, do you want to read the first one? Oh, sure. Oh. All right. It seems like a fun topic. 
my girlfriend and I, hello, Bridget and Justin. My girlfriend and I are on a diet together during COVID-19. Okay, I guess there's a fun dating Ooh. idea. Uh, we each said we want to hold each other accountable to our, uh, on our diets. I felt like I had been doing good and I wanted to reward myself today with a snack. My girlfriend told me, you sure you want to eat that? A moment on the lips, forever on the <laughs> hips. I am shocked she would call me out like that. How should I bring this topic up to her that it bothered me? Oh, boy. Bridget, Deep. go ahead. Um. Okay, so I feel like my first comment is that's awesome to have a goal as a couple, just in general, to take advantage of this opportunity where, um, yeah, things are... Um, hard and kind of um, things are challenging. Things are kind of um, mundane sometimes and the same every day. So to commit to a new challenge, I think that is great as a team effort. Um, I think that her, I can totally understand how that comment would be offensive. I feel like uh, perhaps, um, especially if, you know, you, I think you two came at it from a different way. I think that, um, I think it was the boyfriend who wanted to, um, let's call him Jason. So let's say Jason, um, wanted to treat himself. And I think that, you know, he came at it from the standpoint of like, Oh, I'm proud of myself. I've been doing a good job. I, you know, want to treat myself a little bit. Um, you know, feeling like that was an okay thing. And I think the girl from the girlfriend's perspective, let's call her Lynn. So Lynn, um, was probably like, I'm confused. We had this plan and we were told to hold each other accountable. And now you're, cheating, I guess, for lack of a better word. Um, so I think just communication always is key. I think that maybe um, Jason and Lynn, hypothetical couple, um, couple's names, they could maybe talk a little bit about what the diet all entails. Like, is it okay to have a treat at the end of a six, whatever you define as a successful week? Um, is it not? Because I think that Lynn was just trying to hold Jason accountable. Um, but can totally understand that the way she said it perhaps wasn't as kind as it could have been. Um, so just again, back to expectations and, um, you know, viewing it from, okay, I think my girlfriend had the best possible intention saying this thing to me, even if it kind of hit me the wrong way, um, that she was perhaps maybe reframing that as, oh, she's challenging me rather than like calling me out is what I would say. Do you have any comments, Justin? Yeah, no, I mean, you, I mean, I agree. I, I mean, when I'm looking at the email, he specifically says, we want to hold each other accountable. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, uh, you've, in other words, what I'd say to him, okay, well, is this one thing that you just actually want to say out loud? Or do you actually want to get results that it sounds like his girlfriend is driven and actually wants both of them uh to get results and sometimes you need to be called out now i can imagine if going off of what i said earlier uh it's not what you said it's the way you said it <laughs> that if your girlfriend said it in a in a um, way that you found offensive uh i guess i have two thoughts one being I, I i know i like to work out i'm not a diet health strength and conditioning coach whatever but what I do know is if you say you're never going to eat something, never again, we just, let's be honest. We know that's never mm -hmm. going to happen. Yeah. That did you guys actually build in kind of like uh, cheat days, you know, in, in your, 
diet that if you're doing good, that it's mutually agreed upon by both of you that, okay, if X, Y, Z amount of days goes by and you adhere to uh, whatever diet that you're on, that you can both have a reward, whatever that is, no judgments Mm -hmm. being had. Uh, That's my first thought. My second thought being the tone thing's completely separate uh, that if that indeed bother you of just saying, Hey, you know, I know, thanks for holding me accountable. I really appreciate that. One thing that I would want to have a conversation just to uh, touch on is that I thought your tone was a little, whatever, how it just made me feel that, you know, you can't, um, as, as my priest likes to say, you can't shoot on my feelings. No one can tell you that you shouldn't feel a certain way. Yeah. And if, if that indeed bothered him about the tone, my recommendation would be just to bring it up to the girlfriend in a very neutral tone. Not that, uh, not like, Hey, why would you say something to me like that? Young lady, old lady. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) All right. I'm out. I'm, I'm, don't, this is why I'm not. No, that, you were doing so well until you said young people. Middle-aged lady. Yes, there we go. It's only about the middle-aged woman out there. Neutral-aged um. lady. Um, but yeah, I mean, just don't show emotion and, and just and just share how you felt. And then um, again, keeping each other's both intentions at heart, chances are she probably wanted your best intention. And, and uh, I also the other part of me and says, don't be such a, um, don't be offended if you said you wanted to be held yeah. accountable. But if, if her tone was, wasn't right, then that's a completely separate topic. And just to s- talk to her nicely that you didn't like. The Agreed. Tone. Man, young lady, old lady, middle-aged lady, I'm <laughs> out. It was, it, it was good. It was like, your, the content was good. Okay, you have okay. So before I me- before I mess up more. Second email we got um, was um, a quick one. Just my husband sometimes pays more attention to playing video games than me. Is this normal? Um, good question. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I again, it's not the. I think that it's important to have time together as a couple. And I think it's also important to have time together as an individual or my, your me time, like I said before. Um, so I don't think anything's really normal or not normal in relationships. I think it's just more a conversation with you and your partner of what um, is expected and what you would like your relationship to look like and yada, yada, yada. Um, so I think that if, you know, if, if your husband playing video games and you're, you're feeling like he's not giving adequate attention to you, I think that that's a conversation to have that, um, you know, I, I understand you enjoy playing video games, but I feel like sometimes they take away from our time together or your attention to me. And I would just like to change that. Then maybe I'm sure, you know, viewing your partner's intentions from the best possible, um, mindset of just that, you know, your husband is not trying to, um, you know, is not trying to give you less attention or um, make you feel badly in any way. And I think maybe just the conversation could kind of bring that to the forefront of his mind of, oh, this is how my wife feels. I care about my wife. I want to do things that are going to, you know, make her feel good and make her feel loved and cherished. Um, so then perhaps maybe something could be brought up on, you know, can we have a specific um, 
date night, like once a week where, you know, we're not playing video games and we're doing something as a couple, um, you know, is there time during the day that can be kind of like a video game free zone um, where, you know, the intention is just on each other. Um, and yeah, and making sure that um, the wife is also um, wanting to, you know, if there's anything that perhaps the husband feels like is taking the wife's attention away from him at a time that he would like attention that, you know, he feels comfortable bringing that up as well. And they can kind of meet in the middle. So they're both, you know, having things, doing things they enjoy individually, but also making sure they're having time for each other. Well said. I mean, I look at it as, I mean, well, let's talk about this. Uh, we'll call you wife. And... <laughs> Okay, Miss Wife or Mrs. Wife. Um, what what video games are your husband playing? Let's be honest. If, if he's playing good video games like RuneScape or Madden, well, I mean, I mean, those are good video games. That's understood. But I mean, if he's playing bad ones, I mean, why why did you marry him? You got to know what type of video games your husband likes to play because I mean, only the cool ones should be allowed in the household. But in a more honest answer. I like what Bridget said and just in terms of, you know, maybe everyone recharges differently. Maybe him playing video games is how he recharges. Not everyone likes to go for a walk mm -hmm. or journal, likes to read or whatever. Uh, that that could be his way of trying to have space and needs his own time to reflect through uh, computerized miniature players and to relive his maybe high school glory days. I don't know. But um I, I think that as long as, like Bridget said, that if you have designated date times or and, and as long as you're meeting those and you feel that he's present and that you've agreed to at certain times, put the controller down. Yes. <laughs> In a nice tone. Put the controller down. <laughs> then, then you'll be good. Oh, man. Okay. I'm Bridget. Yeah, I'm that, was, that was good. <laughs> it's all about the tone, basically. Um, but no, that, yeah. Good, good comments. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that is what we have today. Um, hope you enjoyed it. We certainly had fun for our third time. I think Justin would agree. Um, and looking forward to be back next week. I'm sure next week Bridget's going to have a script for I me that I can't go Oh, shy away from or that I need to stay on cue. Oh no, it's it's good for some laughs at uh at your at your wonderful comments. But that's what I have. Well good. Well if anyone has any questions, you can email us at couples couplesdevelop at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll see we you would next love week. to hear from you. See you next week.